Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome one, welcome all to the Naked Gaming Podcast with me, Chris Barrow. And me, Lee Milner. This is the podcast where we look at gaming news, reviews and classic games as well in Retro Revival. And also, we don't take things too seriously. No, we've been back from holiday recently, which is very relaxing. <laughs> it seems like a lifetime ago. Yeah, it was a few weeks ago. And What I, happened to your face, Chris? I mean, there's many questions to do with that. but um, no, Go on, what happened? Well, you know, I thought that I didn't need to wear Factor 50 and that Factor 30 would be sufficient. Uh, and I wore sunglasses to protect my uh, beautiful eyes. Um, but the problem was that around the eyes, uh, it wasn't so well protected. And what did we have to do? <laughs> I had to put makeup on your face. I mean, you didn't want me to be seen in public. No. So I burned. I had like a panda burn around my eyes. Yeah, basically. it was a bad. It was a bad time. Things we do take seriously, though. Getting to number three in the New Zealand video game podcast chart. Yes. Yes. Well Woo! done. Yep. Big up New Zealand. Yes. That's all those uh, rugby enthusiasts wanting to hear the preview of Rugby Twenty. England didn't win, despite our prediction. But yeah, but did. neither did the Kiwis, so it's, it's fine. We gave it to South Africa. We said, hey, it's your year, guys. We felt bad about the cricket, so yeah, you can have it. you take it. Um, and speaking of rugby, our sports special was last month, and Lee, you wanted to relive your glorious rugby victory. Can I press the button? You, you can. Okay, you go. He's in, he's in, he's in, he's in, he's in, he's in, he's in! So... That happened. Uh, well done. At least someone from England won a game of rugby. So there we go. Well, it wasn't going to be you. No, it wasn't going to be me. Uh, moving on. Last month, we had one of our best reviews of all time. It was Mario Kart Tour with Alex Roadhog Rhodes. So you accelerate along as... Oh, no, I've crashed. I've crashed. I've crashed. I tell you what, I would not be able to get insurance in the Mushroom Kingdom. I'd just be bouncing off everything. Thanks, Alex. You can download last month's episode. Just search for Naked Gaming Podcast. And also, you must subscribe to the programme right now. Wow. Yeah. We're happy to wait. Have you done it yet? Hopefully that's enough. No, a little bit more time. One more. Uh, also, well done to Stephen Sexton. He was on our show last month and he wrote a book of poetry about Mario. Do you remember that? Mario. Mario. Yeah, I remember you did that as well. Uh, he was nominated for a forward prize for Best First Collection and we actually found out he won. Yay! Where's my prize? What prize? Oh, for your for poetry. The, for the poetry. Uh, I'll find one for you. Okay. Uh, but well done, Stephen Sexton. Well done. That book, If All the World and Love Were Young, is out now. This month, it's another simulator special because our last one was absolutely legendary. Wow. <laughs> In fact, you can download that episode from August now where we played Goat Simulator. So my tongue is now stuck on the other goat's bottom. <laughs> what kind of game is this? This time we're going to be looking at The Sims. What I found over the years of playing The Sims was that there wasn't enough content that was representative of me and the characters that I wanted to make. Also, Bee Simulator, yeah, which is really a game. I made Lee play PC Building Simulator. Don't put me through this again. 
Right, okay. I'm carrying... Don't read the instructions. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to read instructions. I want to blow something up or raise something. I'm currently picking up a parcel and walking around an office block. You'll have to hear more about that later. And the release of Red Dead Redemption 2 on computer has taken quite some time because the original game came out, I think, in December last year, earlier this year in January. Now the PC version is finally out. I challenged our exceptionally available reporter Alex Rhodes to play Red Dead Redemption 2 as a cowboy simulator Ah, I've been shot, I've been shot, I'm dying Saddle up for that one Don't ever say that again (laughs) Don't like saddle up? No Why? He's got into the saddle of the horse Anywho, uh, new releases this month include Call of Duty, Modern Warfare Pokemon Sword and Shield Absolutely love that one Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order That's the one that I keep getting the title wrong I keep thinking it's called Star Wars Jedi Last Orders, everyone, or something That would like. be a different game. A much better uh, <laughs> pub-based version of the game. And, of course, Death Stranding. Yeah, Death Stranding with my favourite Norman Reedus off of The Walking Dead. And it's, well, he's amazing in it. For Retro Revival, it's Medieval. Is that how you'd say it? Yep, Medieval. Medieval, mm-hmm. uh, which you played as a child. Yeah. Also, deep breath, there is... Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020. Well done. That's a long one. Yeah, I don't know how they got it all on the box, to be honest, but anyway. It's going to be a great show. You can't say that because you're in it. So. Oh, yeah. Bailey the Rabbit, what do you think? Oh, literally, look at him. He's, he's got his face. In his food bowl. In his food bowl, with food all around his face. He couldn't be more excited, but just not about this podcast. Yeah. First, let's start off with a roundup of the news because there's been really a lot this month with our controversy correspondent, Lee Milner. Okay, it's fair to say it has been a controversial month in the world of gaming. Let's start with some Fortnite controversy. At the end of the game's 10th season a few weeks ago, a massive asteroid obliterated the map, leaving just a black hole as the game went offline. Less than two days later, though, Fortnite came back online. Season 11, or Chapter 2 as it's known, is now live, with gamers getting used to the whole new map and updated gameplay. Meanwhile, YouTuber FaZe Jarvis has been banned from Fortnite for life after uploading a video showing him using aim bots that help you to aim at enemies without really trying. Hello, hello, hello. In other controversial news, Blizzard Entertainment banned a Hearthstone player after he voiced support for protests in Hong Kong during a competition. China is a big market for Blizzard, but they say it had nothing to do with that. Blitz Chung was initially banned from playing the online card game for a year, but Blizzard reduced his suspension to six months and said it will restore the prize money it withheld from him. Incidentally, Hearthstone's new mode, Battlegrounds, is now live. Ha, this guy's toast. Guess what? More controversy. The latest Call of Duty game has been hit by thousands of negative reviews over its portrayal of Russia. The complaints about the latest title come from its Highway of Death mission. Players take on Russian snipers along a battered highway in the fictional country of Urkistan. However, some people notice similarities between the fictional road and a real-life route that links Iraq and Kuwait. A spokesman for Activision Blizzard declined to comment on the reviews but said the storylines were fictional. (laughs) 
Wrestling fans have slammed. See what I did there? Didn't like that? Yeah. The new WWE 2K20 video game over visual glitches. G- 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 okay, I'll stop now. And <laughs> game breaking bugs. Some have been saying that the game is literally unplayable online. Rey Mysterio's mask can be seen dissolving into his face in one of the screenshots, while Becky Lynch's eyes float on an invisible face. Pictures available now on our Twitter page at Naked Gaming Pod. And finally, in less controversial news, the world's rarest Pokemon card has sold for. Get ready. That's it, Tromroll, please. Yep, thank you. £150,000 in an auction in New York. To be honest, I thought they'd get more than that. Um, One Pokemon card? Yeah, when I was younger, they used to, you know, say it was going to, you'd get millions for it. Someone gave me 20 quid for one of mine once. I I felt rich. This is my moment. Okay, sorry. Only 39 copies of the ultra rare Pikachu card were ever released as a prize in a drawing competition in Japan, and only 10 of them are known to be in circulation. This particular card is drawn by the original Pikachu artist Atsuko Nishida and it sold for more than three times the previous record for this exact card. Thank you to our controversial correspondent, Lee Milner, who needs a break now, I think. A quick message to congratulate Fun Plus Phoenix from China. The team won the League of Legends World Championships this month. They beat the favourites as well, G2 Esports, and they won more than two and a half million dollars. Busy night, but there's always room for another. Now this month, Google have released their new subscription service called Google Stadia. Lee, you were drafted in by actual BBC Radio 4 to be their gaming correspondent. I mean, how cool is that? On this issue, it's amazing. What was it like? They literally had... Well, before I start talking about Nick Robinson and Justin Webb, did you know that if you sit in their green room waiting to go on air, they have like a little buffet service? No. Yeah, orange juice and croissants. You didn't tell me this until right now. Oh, yeah. I was really surprised. We don't have that anywhere (laughs) apart from there. It was, you know, I knew it was the posh end, but I mean, that's quite good, isn't it? So you made your way to Studio uh, S33, where I have read the news before, but not for Radio 4. (laughs) Yet, yet, there's still time, there's still time. (laughs) Uh, Now, we also put forward Matt Huxley from the Digital Institute in London, lecturer in eSports, and also previously a guest on this show. He was so good. He He was excellent. So let's hear what went down then. This is Lee, first of all, explaining what Google Stadia actually is. So I've been a gamer all my life. It started off with the Sega Mega Drive, the Nintendo. At our household, we've got the you know Nintendo right. Switch. You don't go far back enough for Look, the Odyssey. I've got a life, all right. I assure you. <laughs> if you decided to switch, you wouldn't need that big, fat, chunky console underneath your TV. What they would say is, instead, you can have a tiny little receiver about the size of the palm of your hand, and they'll give you a controller, and they'll say what you can do is stream your games directly to your TV, your phone, whatever really whatever has it as so a where is the game where is the stuff that is making it work in a gigantic room somewhere in this world that has loads and loads of servers it looks a bit like the matrix and that's the revolution because that's, that's what the they revolution. never managed to do before. exactly and no other gaming company has managed to do this now it is worth saying though It's not like Netflix where you pay a subscription and you have immediate access, Okay, You do have to pay for your games. You know, it just means that you won't have to then sit and wait for them to download. Everything will be instant, like everything is these days. At least in theory, Matthew. Indeed. I mean, um, it's curious, uh, you know, the point they're releasing now. Um, 
I think a big reason people might want to go into it again is this lack of a console you might need underneath. But problem being is that a lot of people already have one of those um, and they already have a number of titles on their console. So what kind of Google are expecting people to do is buy something new and to potentially buy all their games again. Um, you know, I think one of the misnomers and one of the things people have hoped this might have been is just a only uh, service that you pay monthly and you can kind of get access to things, you know, much like a streaming TV service. However, a lot of the titles are having to be paid for price. The mobility, though, sounds like a real, I was going to say, game changer, but you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, you know, somewhat complicated in terms of if you want to take it to a, someone else's house, you have to buy an add-on into your subscription service to be able to take it oh, outside of your not property. as simple as you might think. Exactly that. And also the internet connection requirements are quite stringent as well as kind of having a few tinkering home networking kind of things to make sure it all runs smoothly. That is the big question is whether it works. I mean I guess Google wouldn't launch it if they didn't think it was going to work but you can imagine people being pretty frustrated when it doesn't. But then again people are coming to this for the cost you know it costs £119 for that little receiver and your controller it's hundreds of pounds cheaper than what you would pay for your Xbox, you know, your PS4. So, it, as a, you know, as Matt said, it all depends whether this technology is actually going to work. It depends on, you know, gamers want fast, reliable games. I'm, paying, I'm playing Pokemon at the minute, right? I've got to level 10 with my little, you know, Pikachu. If I lose all that data, I am going to be so gutted. And this is the problem that they're going to face. If they lose that data, they're going to lose gamers. Is there also a privacy issue because we we, I mean, we a few years ago we might have looked on google as well oh, wonderful how fantastic now people are much more skeptical to put it mildly about big tech companies and what they do with the data they get now they're going to know not only where you are and all the rest of it but actually every stroke you make with your hand to to, to make the game do whatever you want it to do absolutely i think uh, the data also goes a bit further as well in terms of your ownership of things so you know when you go and buy a box copy of a game and you you own that if the service and if xbox was to no longer continue you always have that console and and that title and that game. Whereas with something like this on-demand kind of service, if Google Stadia in two years' time pulls out, all of the money you've potentially spent on a library doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Lee, is it going to work, do you think? I mean, there's a lot of hype. They're the first company to do this. You know, 10 other companies have tried to do this and failed miserably. So a lot of pressure is on them. I think there's a chance it could work, but again, it depends on where you are. It depends on your internet connection. It depends on obviously that data being safe as well. So they, it's a tall order. We'll see, won't we? Lee Milner, <laughs> Matthew Huxley as well. Thanks, Becky. Can it teach me which button to press when well, to do <laughs> no, a throw in no. rather than a shot goal? When, <laughs> no, when, no. When, when you tell that yeah, before, before the interview, Lee actually put her head in her hands. I haven't often seen that before. Yeah, same. My kids do that as well. Well done, Radio 4's gaming correspondent and croissant thief, Lee Milner. Now to our simulator special. And I can't believe we didn't include this game last time, but we'll start with The Sims. Chris, how would you explain The Sims? It's a hard game to explain, isn't it? So Mm -hmm. imagine it's like Family Simulator. Mm -hmm. So you can control these people in their houses, but you design their bedrooms, you can choose what they wear, you can try and get them to, you know, like have children. You can control their lives, essentially, but they do often do what they want. Yeah. They'll sort of throw in a curveball, like, oh, little Jimmy's gotten sick, and then you have to worry about that. Or like, 
you know, the mum set fire to the, I don't know, the bedroom or something for no reason at all. It's quite addictive. It's amazing, though. And they, they often, very often do things that you'd never expect. Well, we're going to hear from E. Bonics, who's a simmer. That's someone who plays The Sims a lot. Her business is designing outfits, jewellery and hairstyles for people to buy in the actual Sims game. So I bet you're wondering, how do you get into that? I've been a gamer from as early as I can remember. I think one of the one of the first consoles I had was a Sega, and that's that's coming from me and my dad playing when I was younger. So as you know, as I got older, The Sims came out. I'm thinking like 1999, 2000. So I had the very first Sims, and it was very basic, and there wasn't in terms of like uh, character creation the element of wanting representation in the game that was a, not even a third or fourth thought it was just here's your character here's what they're going to look like you're just going to accept it and you're going to play the game as the years have gone on the idea of character creation and actually being able to customize the character and having the character look in a way that you wanted to look has definitely boomed and The Sims, whilst they have done really, really well in the features department, so you can customise your character and give them features in like the facial structure and stuff like that, you can customise it as much as you want. But when it comes down to things like hair, which is really, really big in Black African Caribbean culture, there's a bit of there's this lack in that department. And that's not just The Sims, that is across the board because you're technically really left with one or two hairstyles out of the 30, sometimes 40 that is available. And then you're left feeling a bit like, well, you know, what about us? What about me? You obviously must love this game, but why not design this kind of jewellery in real life? Whenever, like, a new pack would come out, I wouldn't be at school that day. <laughs> I would be calling in sick that day <laughs> if a new pack came. And it's just, you know, it's just one of those very timeless games where possibilities are endless. And that's what I like about it. Yeah, I can design these things in real life if I really wanted to, but it's a, it's something that is so dear and so close to my heart and I've invested so many years into it. It only feels right that I invest as much time and love as I have into the game into creating content for this game. How important is that representation? Being able to see yourself in a game... And I know some people will say it's just a game, but no. Being able to see yourself in a game and create something, a, a character that looks like you can really change your perspective on yourself. Because I will say back in the day when, I think in like around Sims 2, I never really used to make black characters because there was no content. And it, I used to only probably make like white characters or Latino characters. But when I started finding more content where I started finding like dreadlocks and, um, and braids and afros and things like that, it made me feel like I was seen. And so I wanted to replicate that feeling in The Sims 4. So now people are really like, they're, they're astounded and they have really gone back into The Sims 4. A lot of people said I stopped playing The Sims, but after seeing that, I want to play the game more because I can actually see myself represented in this game. Thanks to Ebonics, and you can play the latest Sims released, Sims 4, for around £10 on Windows, Mac, PS4 and Xbox, although there are loads of expansions to get into after that, so it could get expensive. And also you could buy some of Ebonics's jewellery and hairstyles and stuff and you can supplement the game, which I just never knew that was an option. Can you do that in real life? Can you come round and just do my hair? Sort my eyebrows out. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> Don't laugh too hard at that. Look, this is a side story, quickly. Oh, my goodness. This is I, the best thing you're going to hear all day. I uh, went to the hairdresser and they said, um, do you want me to sort your eyebrows out? And I went, how very dare you, and walked out. And then when I got home, I thought, oh, well, maybe I should have said little, yes. A little bit of a pluck. So then I, I tried to do it and I accidentally shaved off half of one of my eyebrows. <laughs> so Ebonics, <laughs> if you're available. You've got half an eyebrow. Literally... It took me a day to realise that he was missing half an eyebrow. You didn't, you didn't I said, look at my face, I said, Some, something about your face. That's not right. That's not right. You've just got rid of the sunglasses, Marks. That's true, actually. And now you go and shave your eyebrows off. Moving on. Power up. Next, in conjunction with the release of Football Manager 2020, it's literally only just come out, this is a man who was so skillful at Football Manager, a game where, shockingly, you simulate being the manager of a football team. Uh, this guy actually ended up working for a professional football club. Yeah, this is Matt Neal, who works as an analyst for Rotherham United now, but he started off at Plymouth Argyle. So how did he get this job? I think my gran gave me a box of Cheerios when I was... Uh, it must have been 10, 10 or so, or 9 or 10. And it had it was Ultimate Soccer Manager ninety eight ninety nine. That's what it was. Yeah. So I moved on to the EA versions, which was FA Premier League Manager and Total Club Manager, which you could do your own stadium and stuff. And as a 10, 11, 12-year-old kid, that was... Ah, oh, yeah, it was brilliant. Um, I think Football Manager was the first one out of all the Champman and Football Manager series I properly played. The detail of everything was great, and I just continued to play them probably did very poorly in my GCSEs because of the game um, but I, d- I did win Huddersfield Town two Champions Leagues in a row and had a stadium named after me so at the end of it mate who's the winner at the end of the day I, I, I think I am I had a stadium named after me so from that success to real life success with Plymouth Argyle the club had been in administration just before I joined and had around £20 million worth of debt and went from the Championship to League 2 in two seasons so they had two successive relegations Um now I was volunteering every day and kind of got to see the players and the staff and got to know them a little bit and I was drunk one night and randomly suggested to the manager at the time that there was a good player that he should sign Uh, and then went back a few days later with the stats and the video and stuff and I I didn't know what an analyst was before I got the job myself I, I genuinely had no idea I'd never seen one never heard of one because this is seven and a half years ago now when that role was starting to grow massively. It it was incredibly lucky, to be honest, that everything just fell into place the way it did, if I'm being honest. You actually do stats for Football Manager now, so do any of the players at Rotherham ask you to boost their stats (laughs) in any way? Uh, Well, luckily the lads at Rotherham don't know that I do it yet, Um, but I don't know if any of them play it. So uh, at Plymouth there were quite a few. We We had a good little good little school on the bus for it a few years ago we had about eight or nine of us who were playing it um and yeah some of them would give me a little nudge just saying hold on a second mate what why is he quicker than me so yeah that every now and then but uh, I, I had to be a bit impartial in a way it was always it, it, yeah it, it would always be a bit tough if someone would genuinely be annoyed with how i rated them um but it's, it's what i saw at the end of the day Wow, amazing. So there you go. Playing computer games and Football Manager isn't a waste of time. Football Manager 2020 is available now on Mac and Windows and it's £40. 
Well, Fallout 76 didn't get a brilliant review from this podcast. I think it was our first ever zero out of ten, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to like it. I think of it as post-apocalyptic wasteland simulator. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing a simulator special after all. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, after the recent announcement of something called Fallout First by Bethesda, some fans were upset. So what is Fallout First? It's a kind of new announcement of a yearly subscription service that, this is their quote, right? It enhances the Fallout 76 experience. Members receive access to private worlds, exclusive cosmetic items, blah, 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 blah. blah, blah. blah. Well, not all fans were happy with this announcement, as you can imagine. And one even decided to buy the website. This is absolutely brilliant. It's called falloutfirst.com and write some pretty harsh things about it. Fair to say it's caused a bit of a stir online. That man is Dan Stapleton and I asked him why he did it. I was driving home from work after I had uh, saw the announcement earlier from Bethesda and thought to myself, you know what, this is ridiculous. This is it's a complete scam. And um, I was driving home and I thought, you know what? With how Bethesda has been handling things lately, let me check on GoDaddy to see if they actually registered the domain. And of course they didn't. And it was kind of like a snowball because I was thinking, oh, well, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to buy this. And then it's what? Like, I'm, how am I even going to, what am I going to do with this domain? And then I thought, well, maybe I can make some sort of parody website. And then from there, I was like, well, let's see if I can download their page. I was able to download it, which then allowed me to edit it. And then from there, it was just a snowball. And <laughs> So what are you hoping to actually achieve with this website? You know, it takes many forms. But the biggest thing that I wanted out of all of this is maybe not necessarily towards Bethesda, but to continue or start a conversation that has already been going on. You know, the only reason that this is viable is that in, in Fortnite and whatnot, you have kids playing the game and... They love the skins, which cosmetic items I don't care for. If you want to spend your money, I can't even yell too much in regards to cosmetic items because in League of Legends, I've probably spent over, you know, $2,000. But when you're putting gameplay features behind a paywall, you know, no one likes the mobile game pay-to-win systems. And and if I've already paid $60 for a game, that's not okay. So the big thing for me was to start a conversation about all this. I mean, I'd love, I'd love for Bethesda to take a step back and go, okay, we realized that this was a bad idea. Let's roll this back. Let's refund all the money of the people who already bought the service and let's give you what you want. You know, and, 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 and if that happened, that'd be amazing, but I don't expect it to happen because they're a company, they, they've already invested their time and energy into making this service in the first place. Thanks to Dan Stapleton. And Fallout First, the premium membership for Fallout 76, costs $100 a year. There you go. Stop kidding around, Snake. listening to the Naked Gaming Podcast with Lee Milner and Chris Barrow. Next, it's time to review some new releases. Ah, oh, God, wait for this. <laughs> My favourite bit of the show. The thing is, I was preparing this show for a long time and, you know, the releases came in, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 and then there was Pokemon Shield, which was already in the diary and Death Stranding and then Jedi Last Orders or whatever it's called came out. They just kept releasing new games that were amazing so gaming companies have obviously been listening to us and thought you know what chris barrow doesn't have a life he doesn't <laughs> see his fiance he doesn't feed the rabbit let's release them all now uh, so red dead redemption 2 first of all it came out in january for ps4 and xbox and it's finally 
been released for PC. Listen to me. We don't want to kill any of you. But trust me, we will. Wake him up a little. This whole thing is pretty much done. We're more ghosts than people. Now, we've covered Red Dead Redemption 2 before on the show in our first ever episode way back in January, which you can download now, by the way. But as we're doing a simulator special, we thought we could go back and treat the game like a cowboy simulator. There was only one man for the job, our resident cowboy, <laughs> Alex Rodeo Rhodes. Oh, no, it gets but worse. You don't want me to say he got back in the saddle then? No, just What no. do you want me to say? I don't know. Just say here he is. <laughs> he put on his cowboy hat? no. I asked him to take on three Wild West-style challenges. Anyway, go on, you can say this bit. Oh, thanks. Here he is. Brilliant. Hello, Chris and Lee. Alex here, coming at you live, well, not live, pre-recorded from my bedroom. Glamorous location, as always, no expense spared. I'm playing Red Dead Redemption 2, which is, let's be honest, basically a cowboy simulator. You've sent me a bunch of challenges, you've sent them over to me, I see, uh, and hopefully by the end I'm going to feel like a proper cowboy, like a rhinestone cowboy. Bet all your money on the first hand of a poker game. Okay, well, yeah, John Wayne does that, doesn't he, in various things. He sort of goes into a saloon and sits down and takes everyone's cash. Let's do that. Right, I found a poker game. The buy is $2.50. Big. So you can't go all in straight away because otherwise everyone, like, folds. So I'm going to tempt them in with my, uh, with my cunning ways. Jack and a king. King high. That's pretty good. So let's just raise them in so we get the community ones. Oh, wow. Someone else has gone all in, so I'm going to have to match him. All in. Let's be brave. All in. And another person has gone all in. Okay, right. This is... this is We're not messing around here. Oh. Someone else got a pair of kings, but they had a queen high on top and I had a jack. Well, that was quick. I've already lost. That one's failed. And I'm bust. Okay, well, not feeling much like John Wayne after that. Don't remember that in uh, the film Tombstone. (laughs) Number two on the list. Lasso a horse. Right, that one's doable. Definitely doable. So I'm at the spot on the map where horses are supposed to be, but I'm not having much luck at the moment. Luckily, I've found the next best thing. Because you see, I'm not alone on the midnight trail at the moment. There is another chap also riding his horse. Uh, and I'm going to show you a cool, simple, easy trick to get, you know, turn a ridden horse into an unridden horse, uh, which you can then lasso. So what I would do is you simply look at the man, select sawn off shotgun, and then now his horse is unridden and we're good to go. It's charging off into the distance. I'm going to pursue it now. The rope is on. The rope is on. Easy now. Easy. Easy. Yes. Here we go. We are on board. On board? You can tell I'm not a natural horse rider. So let's go on to the next one. What is the final one? Shoot off a man's hat. Not using dead eye mode. I sort of shot off a man's hat. It took off the rest of his head. uh, Also, when he was on the horse there. But I suppose that doesn't really count. Okay, let's go shoot off a man's hat. Luckily, there is a camp in the distance. Okay, I'm going to sneak up. I'm going to see if I can shoot off his hat without him noticing. Well, he's going to know it, but I mean without hitting him. Okay, one second. They're talking, having a philosophical argument. Right, okay. Here we go. Oh, he's seen me. He's seen me. That was a headshot, unfortunately. Come on, come on. Get the hat, get the hat. 
Miss. Miss. Oh, that hit me in the arm. Oh, I can't do dead eye mode, of course, I'm not allowed. Right, one left. In the hat. Miss. 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 Got him. Got the hat. And he's dead as well. Yes. So you can see, um, I'm definitely sort of taking more of a, I suppose, outlaw route today. I'm feeling like a cowboy now. Alex, Rodeo Rhodes there, failing a little bit at Red Dead Redemption 2, but uh, it is available now, finally, on PC for around £45. So if you fancy it, you can play essentially what is Cowboy Simulator. It's fair to say this one is one of the most anticipated releases for this month. Call of Duty Modern Warfare, or War Simulator, as we need to stay on message. The rules of engagement have changed. Stand clear! All stations on my mark. Three, two, one. Going dark. The first person shooter returns. I honestly thought that they'd already released a game called Call of Duty Modern Warfare before. Yeah. Which is confusing. Right. Haven't they? The last game in the series before this one was Call of Duty Modern Warfare 4. And this is the game after that. So what do you think you'd you'd call it? Five. Right. But no, this is a a reboot, a different timeline. So this is just Call of Duty Modern Warfare. All right, let's not get bogged down in this. How how was the game? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Getting too deep. Right, shall I just show you how long it took to actually just play Call of Duty Modern Warfare for the first time? Okay, have a listen to this. This is me starting up the game. Let's play Call of Duty, right? The disc is in. Let's start it up. Oh, I need an update to play. Okay, fine. 57 gigabyte update. Eight hours left. Okay, I don't think I'll be playing today. And then trying to play again. I've just finished the second update. <sighs> right, here we go. And then one more time as well. No, I need an Activision account, so I'm just going to sign up for that. Is this when I asked you to clean the house and I came back and you hadn't done it? Is this what you're doing? Uh, This is definitely the excuse I used on that occasion. Uh, Anyway, when I finally, finally managed to get to the game, I started off by playing the single player, which is I I like to do a bit of single player before you launch into the online, because that's what Modern Warfare is all about, you know, playing online with people. I do like this game. It's super smooth. Yeah, it's one of my favourite games. Super, super smooth. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, the the shooting is amazing. The story's pretty good, actually. Some of the favourite characters make an appearance again, like Soap. There's a guy called Soap Mm. who comes back again. How different is it? Very similar, very similar. If you've played Call of Duty Modern Warfare before, you'll have played essentially this game. The second mission, though quite violent and it's terrorism on the streets of London uh, and for me it didn't sit right that second mission I just, it felt a bit odd it seems okay when it's kind of you know notionally random bad guys but when it's when it was on the streets of London especially given recent times I, I don't know that didn't feel right to me to do that I think with what's happened you know during the past few years yeah. I think it's just a bit of bad taste yeah, but it, some people would say you know wars and go they go on all the time and yeah. you know fighting goes on all the time all over the world and we see that in games it was very standard though i mean i'd say a six out of ten for the solo now the multiplayer which is what it's really all about when it comes to call of, of duty is. the best yet super super smooth the best online experience i've had playing a call of duty there's this thing called hardcore team deathmatch which is my ideal my ideal way of playing this game so everyone has super low health a headshot is a headshot you know you go down if you get shot in the head 
I loved it. You can play at night as well, so you can play with night vision, and it feels super realistic. You have to count your bullets, stuff That's like that. That's pretty good. So it's really, really good. Um, but I'm not very good at it. <laughs> I started, my first, I'm not either. The first game I played, I absolutely <laughs> smashed it, and I got like 15 for one, and I was like, I'm amazing. Yeah. And then I sucked really hard. Do you hard feel like when you start, you're like, right, yeah. Get the pizza Focus. out. Focus. Get the can of coke. We're going to sit here and play this. And it yeah. gets an hour in. You think, oh, I can't play I this. Can't Let's do it. play something else. Uh, and I did play something else, which we'll get onto shortly. But I enjoyed it. There's slightly too many night maps, though. I like to see what I'm doing. Like the night map was a nice curveball, but it was about 50% of the time, which is a bit too no. much. However, they did gain a bonus point for a very funny uh, sick note which they tweeted out, and you can print this out and send it to your boss at work, apparently. Do you want to read out the sick note? <clears throat> okay. I am writing to advise okay. Lee no, Milner is no. to be relieved of all current... I'm going now. No, all no. current duties duties commencing, <laughs> commencing midnight 01 hours on October 25th. The circumstances of their absence are of a highly classified nature. Hence, keep going. Oh, hence, exactly, I've started now. Hence, should not be subject to questioning due to the sensitivity of activities <laughs> during the aforementioned time period. Well done. That was um, a, a beautiful. Can you see why I didn't go into acting when I turned to my mum and went, Mum, I want to be an actor? And she said, do, Well, you know, do an improvisation, do an accent. And I did that. And she said, well. No. Uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, I now, enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, the last thing to mention about this game is the co-op multiplayer special ops special PlayStation 4 exclusive thing. I literally could not get it to work for love or money. Um, it kept saying you don't have the right pack installed, so I couldn't play it, and I really tried wow. to... That's, that's a bit rubbish, isn't it? Uh, solid, though, 7 out of 10. It's the best multiplayer that there's ever been, I would say, in a Call of Duty game, and it's available... All over the place. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is available in various different incarnations, but stick with the cheapest one for around £55 on Windows, Xbox and, of course, PlayStation. Now, Death Stranding, one of my most highly anticipated games made by Hideo Kojima, who created the Metal Gear Solid series and starring one of my favourite actors ever, Norman Reedus. BB, don't worry. It's okay. I'll always be with you. See the sunset. It's a really hard game to describe as to what on earth actually happens in Death Stranding. <laughs> it's bonkers, and it's. I'm going to say it's like Delivery Man Simulator. So you're a guy what? called Sam Porter Bridges. Okay. But his name is Sam Porter, and then he works for a company called Bridges. But everybody seems to have the same surname as the company that they work for. So now he's Sam Porter Bridges. Right? Probably Lee Milner BBC. Yeah, mm. exactly that. Um, I can't explain the story because it genuinely doesn't make any sense. Wow. Like in a Metal Gear Solid game, there's long cut scenes. Hence so why you wouldn't it's like not, this game no. at all. If you, it's like a Pokemon it, annoys me already. When there was one cut scene in one Pokemon, one cut scene. I'm like, come on, smashing the buttons there, weren't you? Um, so if you don't like essentially a film where you occasionally play, then this is definitely one to miss. But you basically you pick up packages, you take them from A to B, and then you go to the next place and you take it from A to B, and your mission is to connect America back up again to the main base. Because, Can we do my accent again? 
No, I think we're okay, actually. No time, no time. Um, so you go from main mission control, essentially. You go to the next place delivering packages and you, you hook it up and they go, hooray, we've connected to the next hot point across America. Off you go to the next one. And you just keep going and going and going. However, there are some evil bad guys. Mm-hmm. And if you go too near them, then everything goes black around you. It's like oil and, and sea raises up from the ground and a massive Sounds whale... It's dark. It is dark. A massive whale attacks you um, and it doesn't really make any sense. You, you carry a baby on your front in a glass container and that helps you to see through to the other side of, which is like, death is like the other side, basically. The baby of sight. Yeah, they're called BBs, weirdly. Aww, yeah. BBs. <laughs> The earliest mission, you have to carry your dead mother a this mile across awful. the land. This is all Really brutal first mission. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to say is that there's um, a really weird tie-in with monster energy. <laughs> like, wow. You know, you know the, the energy drink? Mm. Well, he gets a stamina boost if he drinks this specifically branded energy drink. But if you had as much caffeine as he consumes to get the boost, you heart, your heart would explode out your chest. He drinks three, like, litre cans. And, and that's the point that you thought, this can't be real life, <laughs> yeah, right? The rest of it, I was, okay. I was oh, on board until the, the, you know, the baby of sight and dragging your dead mother. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see, okay. If you can ignore the story, it's like an artwork... You know, like, I'll tell you exactly what it's like. You know that, the screen? I don't play a game for the artwork. No, I but play it's, a game it's achieving for... more. It's achieving What would you give it out of ten? I'm going to give it a nine out of ten. What? I know. And we'll never understand the game or the reason why he gave it a nine. What well, is available now on PS4 and Windows for £50. Stop kidding around, Snake. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, not Last Orders, has just been released. Think of it as Jedi Simulator. We've lost. The Empire's hunting Jedi survivors. Now, they know who you are. So how was it? I've been playing this a lot. I know. Like, really a lot. I know. I was not expecting to like this game that much. I didn't think I was going to buy it this month, because I thought, mm, I'm not a massive fan of Star Wars, not really that bothered. Uh, but I, I thought, do you know what? I just got paid. <laughs> I just got paid. So I thought, I'm going to splash out on uh, Jedi Simulator. Star- let, let me just paint the scene here, right? For the past two days... Okay, we, we've had a bit of time off work, and Chris will sit on his little poof, and you're I'm sitting sit- on it now. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and you, you've been playing that, yeah. and then I've been on the sofa, obviously, Lady of Leisure, and, and what um, have you been playing? Pokemon, which right. we'll talk about later on. Yeah, and I've been watching you. The graphics, man. Yeah, they are pretty good. So if you've ever played one of the Uncharted games, it's very much like that. So it's like Uncharted Four, for example, super, super slick. Um, the lead actor, who who is you know the character in this game he plays joker in gotham amazing really like so good cameron monaghan who's honestly he's amazing in this um the first mission it's like they spent all the money in the world on making the best ever ever star wars experience i loved it i was blown away it looked good you saw it as well i mean i don't like star wars so the first mission was probably the best i've ever played and i I was thinking this is a 10 out of 10 game i love it so much i'm going to carry on playing i carried on playing the first mission very good i'm on the on the fourth mission right now it gets a bit more jerky later on so your character it's not as smooth running for some weird reason the further down the line you go 
um, there's something a bit weird where you get to like a meditation point as mm-hmm. a Jedi and you go and relax your mind and you can heal and spend your points and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But when you do that and you heal yourself up, all the enemies respawn for some unknown reason, which doesn't make it's any like sense. It's a reset. But it doesn't make any sense no. at all. Like in, in terms of the Star Wars lore, that's never happened. So I don't get it. The combat was really good. Using a lightsaber just feels amazing. And the best thing of this game, you can change the colour of your lightsaber. Is that to, the best thing? eight different colors doesn't it change on your controller yeah yeah and the light on the controller if you've got a purple lightsaber your your playstation controller flashes purple which is very very cool uh the combat though after playing it for about three or four hours you start wanting it to just be a bit more responsive a bit more reactive so it was getting a 10 Mm -hmm. and now i'm going to take it down to about an 8.5 it's nearly nearly there so hang on so you've given this less than the bonkers game yeah because the bonkers game is like a work of art like the scream you know that scream painting okay. this game is just more like smooth and polished well star wars jedi fallen order is out now for xbox ps4 and pc for 50 pounds we call that short burst of music a sting in the biz how appropriate because next on our list of new releases and as part of our simulator special it's b simulator how long did it take you to write that too long <laughs> come closer a little bit closer See the world like you never did before. A little bit lower again. There we are. Explore Honey Path and save your hive. I can't even believe this is a game. So I made you play Bee Simulator. What did you think of the Bee Simulator experience? So it's rubbish. <laughs> I thought it was Next. an absolute waste of time. You know what? This could have been really good. This could have been an amazing right? game. And if you'd have given me money to make this, it would be the best bee experience right. you've ever What would you do? Right. You, you, you expect yeah. to be a bee right. in a very busy park or, you know, in the middle of New York yeah. or London. Which you are. Okay. And you've got to try and avoid the raindrops and people putting yeah. cups of coffee down and avoid the cars. I flew into a car. You tried you to get your me, bee to die. Right? And it won't die. And the graphics were really not very good. The graphics were poor. You literally can't fly the bee. You found the control, and I found the controls really jerky, really difficult. Because you can't look and fly at the same time. Even though you should be able to, given on the controls that they... All you you do in this game is you're a bee, and you have to collect honey, so you just go from point to point, just collecting your honey. But it's like you fly through a circle, so you're not really doing it from the flower, are you? You're just flying through hoops, essentially. There's literally no point. Then the battle with the wasp. What a disappointment that was. <laughs> oh, my goodness me. You know, like in Pokemon, which we're about to review, you come face to face with a wasp and yeah. you say, oh, it's time to battle. Yeah. And yeah. it goes into a face to face battle. All you yeah. do is you press XXY to a rhythm and then you attack it and then YYX and then it attacks you. I don't want to even spend any more time talking about this. Okay. I if just... you like bees, though, you might you might like this game. The bad voiceover was actually the nail in the coffin for me forget the graphics and everything else and the final the final thing to say in bee simulator you'd think that there would be some buzzing sounds the bee doesn't buzz the bee doesn't buzz we even played it in co-op didn't we (laughs) remember the co-op i just i mean what was the point it's gonna get a big fat zero for me i think i'm gonna give it a b but then that's too good so i'm gonna give it z z z to replace the buzzing that wasn't in the game uh, B Simulator, available now for £40 on PS4 and Switch and about £20 on computer, weirdly. Should we have another sting? 
now the game Lee's been waiting for. Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. Yes! During your journey through the Gala region, you can camp anytime at Pokemon Camp. While you're there, you can play with your Pokemon. And as you get to know them better, they'll also improve in battle. So... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm getting a bit too excited there. We, um, look, can I, look, okay, so we bought Pokemon Shield. Now, there's a few different things about Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. The only one that matters for Lee is that in Pokemon Shield, there's a Pokemon called Ponyta, and the Pokemon Shield version is a pink fluffy unicorn yep. version of yep. the, right. So that's why we got that version. Come on then, Pokemon fan. What you got for me? I haven't stopped playing it. I've never. I love it. You were you were so tired today. You were literally falling asleep. I fell asleep with it in my hands. I know. But I did... had just been on Radio Four talking about Stadia. I know, but this and was your priority. This was your priority. I got straight home into my PJs and played Pokemon. And how are you doing at Pokemon? I love it. So, I've got a new strategy because okay. obviously I've played all the Game Boy games. Yeah. This time I'm trying to catch them all because I finally get it. Yeah, because I said to you, you said, oh, I can't be bothered to catch that Pokemon. And I said, you do know that you have to catch them all. Yeah, and now I'm doing that more this time. And now you went, oh, yes. It used to be all about the battles. Now yeah. I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to collect them all. Okay. Them. Yeah, there's about 400 Pokemon in this game. That's fine. I've got plenty of time. <laughs> Where to start? Go the on. graphics are great. It's 3D. You can like, you know, it's, it's, it's up, down, sideways, everywhere. It's brilliant. The Pokemon as well, I said this to you today... In the old Game Boy games, you come across, you know, it's the same five Pokemon. Oh, the Rattatas, the Pidgeys. It gets a bit boring. Yeah. This time, you're meeting different Pokemon, but not just different Pokemon, but, like, they come in different sizes. Yeah. And the bigger they are, the higher the level. Now, there's this new thing in this Pokemon game, which I'd never heard of before, called something like Gigantamax. Yeah. Where, basically, you'll come across... A Pokemon, uh, you know, you go into like a red beam of light, you walk in, and then the Pokemon that you and up to three other people are facing is absolutely massive and a much higher level. So you can then, if you've, you know, trained your Pokemon up enough and if your bar's full, you can then, like, maximise your Pokemon as well. Yeah. So, so you've got these two huge, massive Pokemon fighting each other. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you find that quite an interesting... Curve. It just shakes it up a bit. And also the the battle scenes are much, you know, much more interesting. They've really ramped it up. Um, the storyline's better to follow as well. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? You get, you know, you have different areas that you can explore. It's just a much better, faster game with lots of different Pokemon to explore, lots of different battles uh, and just an overall great game. I found the music a bit annoying. Did you? I just turn it down. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a, I, I see what you're saying, but it's a minor thing. There's also no voices still in the game. Like, the characters don't speak. Were you bothered by that? No, and I kind of like that. Yeah, I because, actually agree. Because you have the sound effects. I can't do it. But when, you know, when go they on. release, they go, Row! like that. <laughs> you know, do you know what I mean? They, they yeah, do the, yeah, yeah. And they use, I think they still use the retro sounds from Sometimes the Game they Boy. Do. Yeah, I think you're right. And that's just a nice little touch. The only other thing, and this is not really a complaint, but that the signs in the game are in Japanese rather than in English and you think well I'm, I've chosen the English translation so you'd think it would say Poker Centre mm-hmm. instead of 
I can't read mm-hmm. the symbols. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are saying, well, that all the Pokemon aren't there from the classic game, so you've got a selection of classic Pokemon. Did that bother you? Has I that mean, bothered you so I've far? I've come across a few Pokemon from the original games. Uh, to be honest, you really don't care. You, you, it's actually more exciting to see new Pokemon yeah. and you know see the new names. I mean, I've collected three rabbit Pokemon already. That is bizarre. I'm creating a rabbit team. One of the earliest ones, which is the one I chose as well, Score Bunny. Score Bunny. You like Score Bunny a lot, uh-huh. and it's evolved. Yeah. And then you've got the other ones with like rabbit. One's got his ears as fists. <laughs> and then the other one just looks cute and dumb. Night, Bailey. You're in the team, Bailey. So I'm collecting a rabbit squad. But they've been really kind of imaginative with this. Okay. And I can't stress enough, obviously, how good this is. So can I please have your official rating? Oh, it's going to have 10. an 11 out of 10. Oh, good it's, it's the first one I'm going to give. No, wait, did they give, what did they give Crash Bandicoot Team Racing? 10. Yeah, this beats it. Oh. <sighs> I did it! Highest rated game we've ever had. Yep. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, available now on Nintendo Switch only for around £45. More simulator action now, and this time PC building. That's right, simulator. Well, good luck to Lee Milner, who doesn't know anything about building computers. Could she even complete the first level? Okay, so we're in someone's office. That looks like my old bedroom. Go to my emails. Email, yeah. Because it's like being back at work. Thanks for taking over the PC shop for me. Sorry it's not in the best state. A few things. Company company isn't doing very well. There's no money in the bank account. The rent and energy bill. Is this you? You sent this, sent this email to it's me. It's all going very badly for this company. I had a job on the go which should help with the rent. See email below. Flipping heck, it is like being at work. Got to pick up a parcel. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to read any... I want to blow something up or raise something. I'm currently picking up a parcel and walking around an office block. You're $15 into the red at the moment, so it's not going well oh, for right. uh, Lee Milner Computer Building Incorporated. Must be level six to build the PC storage cupboard. Well, you know what? I wasn't looking forward to that either. Plug the PC in. For this job, you need to run a virus scan. All right, then. Go on. Off you go. Think of this as real life, right? I don't build a computer in real life. I don't I know. know how to turn it on. Never what? mind, build one. Okay, think about anything in real life that uses electricity. You've got to plug it in. Right, so that's your job now. Yeah, but I can't find the plug socket. The cable's gone in, oh my goodness. Is that it? No, there's, there's more cables. Ah. Oh, the cable's come out! <laughs> the cable's come out, Chris. Chris! <laughs> and the cable's come out! I just do that with I used all to the other my ones. Dad to do all this stuff when it used to be Christmas. It's down at the bottom. Oh, you can't just. It's like press. I'm getting angry now. Deep I'm getting breath. angry that you can't deep, do it. Deep breath. Just. Yes. Just. Oh yeah. <laughs> By the way, Chris is getting excited at the fact that I've plugged a cable into this back of this hard drive. First time for everything. Oh. How do you feel now that you've plugged in four cables to a computer? Just as you would feel plugging in four <laughs> cables to a computer. It's as exciting as it is in real life. It's. I've never. This is such a bizarre game. I've now got to put the USB in. On oh my days, the USB drive's been installed. All right, now I've just got a power on the PC. Okay, press the X button. Can Lee perform a virus scan in a game I simulator? Mean, it's an achievement because I've never done that with a real computer before. That's why I'm shocked. All right. 
Can I just say this? This is a monitor with one application on that says add slash remove programs. And you just It doesn't have Netflix on. It doesn't have Made in Chelsea or anything like that. You just spent a minute looking around for what you should do. And it was the only, it was like the only button you could press. What wallpapers can you get? I haven't delved into this aspect of the game. So you're breaking (laughs) new boundaries now. Being a rebel. Oh, look, there's a dog one. That's the first time I've got excited. The company's failing. You're on minus $15. You need this job. I've done my bit. I've done my bit. I've plugged in. You need... I've plugged in the computer. Lee Milner Incorporated is going to go down the pan. I've changed the wallpaper to a kitten and a puppy and I've plugged it in and turned it on. I like it's not even your computer, so this is someone else's computer that you've changed the background (laughs) on. They're going to give it back. Oh, sorry about the wallpaper. Okay, warning. Files found. I'm cleaning the files. Is I press A then? Yeah. Well done. Okay. Go out. Yeah. Put the box in the delivery area. You can do this. I believe in you. Is this the last This thing? is it. This right, is it. Okay. So pick it up. I'll tell yeah. you what, whoever sent that PC in to be repaired <laughs> getting absolutely ripped off, mate. <laughs> $100 to put some cables in and run a virus set. Yeah, right. So do you feel like you should change your career now? Because it's hard... If, if they're getting paid that much, yeah. As hard work as that was for me to personally watch... Well, I'll tell you what, if you help me out in the shop, I'll give you 10%. Okay, okay. <laughs> if I ever get bored of journalism or presenting, I will definitely give PC building a go. And also, you can listen to this music. You're raving away at the end with the music there, which you seem to like quite a lot. So your thoughts on... PC building simulator. Well, that's the only thing I liked. What, the music? Yeah. Probably only get it if you're going to actually want to learn how to build a PC. What have we got? You're listening to the Naked Gaming Podcast with Chris Barrow and me, Lee Milner. Now, the time has come for Retro Revival. We had Halloween a few weeks ago. Chris, you can take your mask off now. Thanks very much indeed, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we couldn't avoid a spooky special. Now, this is Medieval. There lived in the kingdom of Galomir a sorcerer named Zerok. He raised an army of demons and set out to take the realm. So Daniel Fortescue led the militia in the battle against this unholy horde. First released in 1998, so it's 21 years old now, actually. Uh, I thought this was a massively improved version from the original, but then I'd never played the original, whereas you had. So what did you think? I think the graphics are the biggest change. I think it's much smoother. I think I can actually see what he, what he looks like. It was yeah. a bit pixelated before. It was, wasn't it? You know how the old games looked on the PlayStation? Everything was chipped a bit, and you kind of sometimes you look through walls and you think, I shouldn't see that. No, that's not so, right. So, yeah. The concept for this game is the, one of the funniest concepts I've ever heard. So basically, you're this hero... Um, and he's supposed to have defeated an evil wizard. But the truth is that actually he got shot by an arrow in the eye and died, and everyone just pretended that he defeated the big boss. So now that this big boss has returned and revived everybody from the dead, it's like, oh, right, I better actually 
defeat the big boss this time <laughs> because it's my real chance to do that. Bless and, him. And you play as this kind of, yeah, it is like bless him, you know, he's giving it his best go. But the sword combat and stuff, it's actually really good. It's really cool. Although it gets pretty tough and pretty hard, like <laughs> I, quite quickly. I, I got stuck and you massively went further ahead than Yeah, but I've, I've got to a bit with some scarecrows and it's actually quite tough, really. And yeah. this used to be quite an easy, you know, game that you just pick up and play. But it's good. It is, it is really good. Yeah, the camera's a, a little bit dodgy, but, you know, it's such an, a huge improvement on the original. And Medieval's out now on PS4, and you can get it for 25 quid. Now, we've come to what we might as well call the Olympics Simulator. <laughs> Good luck. I'm looking forward to you saying this now. <clears throat> okay, this is... Deep breath... Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020. Too many words, but well done. It should just be called Mario and Sonic Olympics 2020. Yeah. But anyway, uh, there is, incidentally, another game called Olympics Tokyo 2020, which you can get for £40. I see. This is Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, Tokyo 2020, also £40. So why would you not get the Mario and Sonic version? You always want the Mario and Sonic version, don't you? Of course you do. More fun. You don't just want Olympic simulator. You want Mario. Of course you do. Doing karate. Yeah! And Sonic doing the 100 metres dash, which seems a bit unfair. (laughs) (laughs) Bit of an advantage there. Um, What did you make of some of the games that you play? Because there's quite a lot of variety there. I was actually pleasantly surprised. Mm, yeah. I thought this wasn't going to be great. Yeah. But actually, I can see us playing this at Christmas with mum and dad well, we and sister gonna... and nan, you yeah. know, all having a go. Um, a little bit like a Wii game. Exactly. You know, when you try and run, you've got the controllers and you're like dashing for the finish line. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, archery's pretty good as we well. We liked the archery a lot, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. You were rubbish. I was rubbish, but you taught me the trick. You wait till the wind dies down. Exactly. Oh, you see, mm. you know, you know. See, I originally thought this is going to be the sort of game where you, you try out all the sports once and then none of them are in-depth enough to bother to carry on. So, like, the badminton was one of the exceptions where actually I could see myself getting into... You liked the badminton as yeah, well, yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. you? But actually, you're totally right. It's more like a sort of... You, you play it if there's two, three or four people playing, but you wouldn't really play it on your own. It's definitely like friends are over, family's round, let's play something together it's basically a replacement for the Wii so if you've got rid of your old Wii I mean who who has a Wii these days yeah, well. um, you know this is definitely a good replacement and it's fun and it's good and the accuracy because one of the things with the Wii you'd like be pointing the Wii you know controller right in front of you yeah. but then it'd be like on the screen <laughs> towards the back end of the you know this one's really good directionally so there is a demo available if you just want to try it for free uh, and then you can get the full game after that as well it's available on nintendo switch and it's not too bad is it 40 pounds no i think that's good i'll keep you away from the monopoly board this christmas thank goodness for that Right, finally, to the mailbag then. We've got uh, a few emails, a few messages actually coming through on Twitter at Naked Gaming Pod. Let's start with Rachel Jones. She says, last episode was great. Maybe want to pick up a controller again and you'll never put it down. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. Rachel, let me know what you're playing as well, please. Yeah, we'd love to hear that. Uh, Luca Bibich says, this podcast is super cool. Thank you. We Thank like you very that much. very much. Ah, Hayley, nice to hear from you. She says, I don't think there's much that could top Goat Simulator, to be fair. I mean, who doesn't love pretending to be a goat with a jetpack? 
I mean, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I agree. You really enjoyed the jetpack bit. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It means a bit cruelty to animals, but I mean, you know, it's, it's funny. Thankfully, it's a game. <laughs> uh, the simulator special has been a lot of fun. If there's other simulators you want us to look at, you can email gaming at nakedscientist.com. Just something I want to mention as well. Zelda Link's Awakening. You know that game which I played for a bit and I, mm-hmm. I was slightly disappointed, but I persevered with Zelda Link's Awakening. I mm-hmm. finally completed it. And, I mean, spoiler alert, but it was all a dream. Although it did make me realise that the game's title, Link's Awakening, is very literal. Oh, yeah. What is what is that film that literally... Is it Star Wars? Darth Vader? Like, you just said it's, oh, it's yeah, in the Darth title. Oh, yeah, Darth Father. Yeah, 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 you're right, yeah. Yeah, Father. It just means, this is your father. <laughs> it's like, wow. Sometimes it's just right in front of you. Uh, so that is not worth getting, so don't bother. Oh, right, okay. Uh, you can download the podcast, of course. You can subscribe. There are transcripts available at nakedscientist.com. And there's our Twitter, which we've mentioned already. But do check it out, at Naked Gaming Pod. Uh, we're looking for some more followers there as well. Oh, wow. Is that production values? You like that? I like that a lot, actually. See, next month, it's our Christmas special. Yay! Ho, Yay! ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Everything you need to know around the big releases. You've had enough of that now, yeah, haven't you? How do you stop now. it? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to be doing that show actually on the BBC, which is going to be fun. That's super cool. Available as a podcast one day later than normal, so it'll be on the 22nd of December. Yeah, we'll have a list of all the must-buys from this year. But for now, it's time to unplug from this month's Simulator Special, Podcast Simulator Powering down. Mm-hmm.